So, USC is 10-1, and one, and they're only ranked number six in the latest version of the college football playoff poll. Yeah, that SEC bias is still strong. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, I remind you, we are free. And I always want to say thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. If you are watching on YouTube and you haven't done so already, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. And to those of you who already have, thank you. It means a whole lot. And again, you can always follow me at on my Twitter at Mark Culkin, M-A-R-C-K-U-L-K-I-N. This episode of Locked on USC is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on College. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked on College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. so. I, you know, I'm not sure what the love affair is with number five ranked LSU. They have two losses, uh, but I guess their wins against Alabama and Ole Miss are uh, carrying a lot of weight, uh, even though Ole Miss just got dropped again for their second loss. Uh, Alabama has a couple. So What's the uh, what's the big love affair with LSU being number five and USC number six in the latest version of the college football playoff poll, the fourth version? Uh, number one, Georgia as anticipated. Number two, Ohio State as anticipated. Number three, Michigan. Number four, TCU. As I mentioned, LSU five, USC six. Look, um, LSU lost both of their games at home this year. USC lost on the road one time. <clears throat> and look, I, I understand Alabama has been ruling the roost of college football for since Nick Saban has been there. But they're not your typical Alabama team this year. Bryce Young is really good, their quarterback. He'll be in New York for the Heisman ceremony. But Alabama is they're not going to play for the conference, their their own conference championship. They're not going to make it to the playoffs without a lot of help. I mean, a significant amount of help. Yet, um, you know, the the pollsters still have them ranked number seven. I don't get it. It, Look, it's obvious there's a whole lot of SEC bias still hanging around there. I mean, why else is Alabama still seven? Why is Tennessee number 10? Someone riddle me that. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. South Carolina literally took Old Smokey up to the top of Rocky Top and and did them Old Yeller style. I mean, they put him to sleep. I don't know. Meanwhile, Tennessee is still ranked number 10 in the college football playoff poll. What is that all about? Is that to validate LSU being at number five? You tell me. USC has one loss this year on the road. To a highly ranked Utah team. Still. 
So I don't know. I, I, I look. I suppose if we're looking for how is USC going to get ahead of LSU, let's 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 draw a ladder to USC's path to the playoffs. Okay. I suppose Texas A&M can find some pride this weekend uh, when they play LSU. Doubtful. You never know. Maybe Jimbo Fisher dials it up somehow. I don't know. Uh, otherwise, we're going to have to wait for Georgia to handle their business when they take on LSU in the SEC championship game, which I don't think anybody anticipates LSU uh, beating Georgia. Um, stranger things have happened. So, uh, again, obviously the SEC bias is very strong when you're – you look at the teams that are still in the top 10, who's going to be playing for the SEC championship and how they can uh, play a role in, in who else could possibly uh, potentially play in the, uh, in the four-team playoff. At number two and number three, respectively, you have Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, they play each other this weekend. So... It, that game is in Columbus. I understand it's going to be very cold and very wet. No snow, but rain. Um, so weather will definitely play a role in this game. Uh, we've seen that Ohio State doesn't particularly play very well offensively in the weather this year. Uh, so I guess uh, Michigan has to win, bottom line. Their out-of-conference schedule is just... It's donkey, and there's a three-letter word for that. <laughs> uh, because this is a family show, I won't say it, but yeah. Their out-of-conference schedule is not good. Um, and Ohio State, basically, they're resting their laurel, their laurels, laurels on uh, their 21-10 to 10 victory over Notre Dame, who was ranked number 15, uh, but that was at the beginning of the season. So, you know, I guess an ugly win um, could drop Ohio. If they Ohio State beats Michigan ugly, they could drop down to number three or four, possibly, right? Um, TCU, they host Iowa State this weekend. Iowa State is pretty good defensively. They're not so good offensively. Um, being polite about that. But you know what? Matt Campbell, the head coach of the Cyclones, <clears throat> he usually dials up a big win every year. He hasn't had that yet so far. Now, this game is in uh, in Dallas, Fort Worth. Fort Worth, I guess. Uh, the Horned Frogs are hosting. Um, so typically when uh, the, the, camp, the fighting Matt Campbells get that win, it's usually in Ames, Iowa. So I'm not seeing it happen. Maybe it happens when TCU and Kansas State play each other in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, number six, USC. So let's get to them. They are in the perfect position just to keep winning and then wait just from the fallout from this weekend. Okay. I, what We know that LSU is probably going to beat Texas A&M. We know that um, TCU should beat Iowa State. We anticipate USC winning at home against Notre Dame, number 15 Notre Dame. USC's number six, Notre Dame's number 15. 
that'll be on national TV. It's on the heels of their of USC's win over UCLA this previous weekend, who they are still ranked. They dropped down to number what, 18. Um, but at the time, UCLA was ranked uh, number 12. So uh, we know that the uh, the loser of Ohio State, Michigan, uh, they're going to play a a hot garbage trash team from the west side of the Big Ten Conference, uh, which means there is no quality bump for either one of them uh, to to pick up, you know, a, a good win in their conference championship game. It's just going to be a win. Um, and let's assume it's Iowa. Maybe they can make it a real ugly muckety muck affair because they're they're good defensively. Um, Ohio State. They they were good defensively against Ohio State for a, for one half. Maybe they can do it for four quarters this game if Iowa is in the conference championship game and Ohio State is. Uh, if it's Iowa Michigan, oof, I ain't watching that. I don't think anybody's watching that game. Uh, that could be a real ugly old school three yards in a cloud of dust type of Big Ten game. Uh, USC again, they beat Notre Dame. They are already in the Pac-12 Conference Championship game. And let's assume Oregon gets by Oregon State this weekend. Oregon, I believe, is number eight, one spot behind Clemson. Excuse me, one spot in front of Clemson. And, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to pull that up while I'm babbling along here. Um, So USC, I'll I'll get back to that. I, I don't want to lose my train of thought. I'll come back to that. You guys know who's ranked where, 789. Uh, so you can correct me. I, I know everybody loves to do that. So, again, uh, Michigan, Ohio State winner playing a really bad team in the Big Ten. We know USC is in the Pac-12 Conference Championship game. Let's assume Oregon gets by. They are number eight. They get by number 21, Oregon State. Okay. So now you've got wherever USC is going to be ranked at that time. It's going to be a top 10 affair. USC wins that. How do you keep them out of the playoffs? And I'm not just talking about that four spot. I'm talking about maybe three or two so they can avoid Georgia. Look, um, the Pac-12's conference champion, the Pac-12 conference championship game is going to have a higher quality product uh, than the Big Ten. And it's definitely going to be better than Clemson and whomever they're playing in the ACC. I think it's going to be North Carolina. Um, So we know that Notre Dame beat Clemson earlier this year. And hopefully Spencer Rattler still has a little bit more love for uh, his former head coach, Lincoln Riley. Maybe the Gamecocks uh, knock off South. Maybe they knock off Clemson this weekend. Ending their misery early, so to speak. Otherwise, as I mentioned, North Carolina and Clemson are scheduled to play each other in the ACC Conference Championship game. Earlier, uh, you're making Locked on USC your first listen on Wednesday. I was also on a uh, the Locked on National uh, show live while these playoff rankings were coming out. Uh, that was on Tuesday, obviously. Um, so while those, re- those um, rankings were, were being released live, I was out there with uh, Jay Stevens from Locked on Bucknuts, Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12. He's the big TCU guy. And then the uh, host of Locked On Pac-12, Spencer McLaughlin. It was interesting. You know, uh, Jay and um, Josh, when they were asked for, you know, 
how their their teams are coming out. Their approach is, you know, we're approaching it from just a win and survive mode. Um, whereas USC, I, I told them, hey, you know what? USC is looking at it from a conquer their next opponent and then just play conquest because nobody anticipated the Trojans being in this position uh, at this point of the season, period. So being number six, yeah, USC is in the perfect spot because the teams ahead of them are going to lose. At least three of them are going to lose. You know, you know that Ohio State and Michigan, out of those two, one will lose. You know that LSU is going to lose to Georgia. So, again, it's all there. I'm not concerned about Clemson behind USC. Um, my where, I, where What grinds my gears, <laughs> what has me ticked off, and I shouldn't be because it's been this way forever, is that SEC bias. There is no reason why LSU should be ranked ahead of USC. But it just goes to show you. The last time this happened was probably back in 2004 uh, when USC and LSU split the, uh, the national championship. LSU got the BCS. LSU, USC took care of the uh, AP. We're in a similar situation. But again, Georgia is going to take care of uh, LSU for USC this year. So again, um, USC, they're playing with house money right now, so to speak. Um, all USC has to do is win, and they will be on their way into the pack, into the playoffs. There is no way they are going to leave out a 12-1 USC team that their only loss on the road to one by one point to Utah, who is still in the top 15, 16, whatever they're ranked right now in the college football playoffs uh, in that poll. Uh, in fact, they're number 14, uh, one spot ahead of number 15, Notre Dame. And let's remember, LSU was ahead of USC, who and LSU lost at home. USC lost on the road. LSU lost at home. It's a Florida State. So now let's throw in the whole Caleb Williams Heisman angle. Lincoln Riley trying to win his first playoff game. USC going from four and eight to twelve and one. I mean, Hollywood cannot write a better script for college football. So, I mean, look, not having USC in the playoffs or in the postseason national discussion, come up with an analogy. That's kind of like staring at that old Farrah Fawcett Majors poster that didn't have a face. Go look up Farrah Fawcett, 1970s. She was a hottie. It just doesn't look right without USC being a part of that national discussion. And they're there. It feels good. I hope USC fans, you appreciate it. I really do. So USC, they keep winning. They're ready for the job. And when you need to find, need to hire somebody for a job, you need to head on over to uh, LinkedIn Jobs. Because these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So one of the nice things I liked about that I like about LinkedIn is I'm finding a lot of people are looking me up and I go over there and I 
I kind of look up some old people as well, see what they're doing, see if there's any uh, common interest. But uh, when you go over there and you're looking to, uh, you're going over there to hire people. So when you get over there, you want to add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. <clears throat> it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedinjob.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. All right, so Wednesday, Locked on USC. Got a little bit of uh, some recruiting information for you here. Some notes of interest. You might find that. Jot this down or pay attention. So for your full recruiting information, and there's a lot of it kind of going on right now as we get closer uh, to December. Head on over to WeRSC.com. Check it out. We've got that $10 VIP subscription special that'll get you through the end of fall camp 2023. 10 bucks. Go get it. And uh, as you know, Scott Schrader, he is the guy to follow when it comes to recruiting. Uh, however, here's some things for you guys to note for free. Uh I mentioned uh, in the previous segment that there's a big game in Columbus, Ohio this weekend between uh, Ohio State and Michigan. Well, um, Ohio State is pretty heavily involved in the recruitment of one particular uh, defensive lineman, but so is USC. And there's a rumor going around that uh, Mateo Ungalalele uh, is going to be in L.A. this weekend for the game against Notre Dame and not in Columbus for the game, Ohio State-Michigan. Um, he was actually scheduled to be in Georgia. So that's the rumor is if he doesn't go to Georgia for their game this weekend, he's going to be hanging out in Los Angeles checking out USC-Notre Dame. Look, um, Mateo and USC's defensive line coach, Sean Nua, they have a pretty strong relationship and i need to remind everybody coach nua is up for the frank broyles award which is a is awarded to the top assistant coach in college football last year sean nua coached up uh, aiden hutchinson over there at michigan it's pretty good turn him into an nfl first round draft pick this year he's coaching up a guy named Tuli. if you don't know him by first name he also has the last name Tuli Pelotu. You just need to know the name Tuli. He leads the country this year in sacks. He is going to be a number one draft pick in the 2023 draft. It has to be a kind of a positive sign for USC, uh, especially if Mateo is in LA this weekend. Other recruiting news you might want, you might or might not be aware of. Taka Curtis from Manny, Louisiana. He's a finalist for the high school Bronco Nagurski Award that's awarded to the best high school linebacker. <clears throat> so um, that's good news. We know that linebacker is a point of emphasis for USC's defense in this offseason. Uh, oh, 
the uh, first quarterback that Lincoln Riley offered for the class of 2024, DJ Lagway, is anticipating making his announcement December 7th. So we'll see uh, where he's planning to announce. Right now, he's uh, the rumor is he's leaning towards Florida. And that's understandable considering that USC has Malachi Nelson locked up for their class of 2023, the number one quarterback in the country coming out of high school. So we'll see. A lot of time for that whole thing to play out. Uh, there's a huge, big, long list of who's who that will be at the game this weekend, USC Notre Dame. You can uh, go over there at wearesc.com, check it out. And, oh, by the way, um, the transfer portal, it's going to be open again December 5th, uh, open for business. And with each win, USC probably looks like a really great place for players across the country uh, who are already in or considering jumping in to maybe maybe I want to finish their career, their college career in LA. It's a nice place, uh, especially with the uh, way Lincoln has his team trending right now. <laughs> I mean, look, they're way ahead of schedule. Um, so recruits, you guys jumping in the portal. Uh, it, if you want to come to USC, you better show the staff some serious interest because I don't think they're going to ask you twice. Hold your spot. So I do anticipate USC being busy in the transfer portal this year. Not nearly as busy as they were in 2022, but hey, you never know. What you can bet on, though, is uh, USC is going to do very well this offseason with recruiting. And I anticipate them doing picking and cherry picking who they need out of the transfer portal, um, whether it'll be offensive line. I, I think the emphasis in the portal this year is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they That offensive side of the ball is going to be pretty good next year. Hey, there's players that can return that are seniors. You know, Austin Jones, Justin Dietrich. You never know. Stick around. Could be fun. You might want to uh, – I, I would bet that next year USC – could potentially be better than this year. And remember, they are a one point loss away from being 12 and 11 and 0. Yeah. And it took some outside influence to make that game end up the way it did. The closer we get to USC making the playoffs, where would USC be ranked right now if they were 11 and 0? They wouldn't be ranked number six. You can bet on that. Head on over to betonline.net because they are your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. We're always the fastest, easiest way to get your betting fix. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. That should have been there. Check them out, betonline.net. You can see it right there in the overlay. They are the best way, best place to get all of your uh, odds, news, and scores. All right. <clears throat> all right. 
So on uh, on our last episode, I asked uh, which games against Notre Dame um, left USC fans, left you guys limp because USC lost. You were deflated. You were mad, angry. You wanted to break your TV, punch somebody in the nose, kick a puppy. Nobody kicks dogs around here. Trust me, I'm an animal lover. You get the message. You hate. You don't like losing to Notre Dame. Well, what about the, all those? Uh, what do they call them? The cardinal colored jewels in the uh, in the shillelagh that are encrusted all over that that stick. That's the uh, that's the award that the two teams play for, the uh, the jeweled shillelagh. Well, there's a lot of big wins uh, in this in the history of the USC Notre Dame rivalry. Uh, obviously, the first one everybody's going to jump to is 1974. Final score: USC 55, Notre Dame 24. USC was down 24 nothing at one point. They scored 55 unanswered points in that game, and the legend and the story remains the same. Everybody was standing. Anthony Davis returned a touchdown to open the second half. Uh, if you do a YouTube, you can see him doing a touchdown dance on, on his knees. It's The Coliseum, I was seven years old in 1974, but from all the stories that I've been told, nobody sat down. 100,000 people on their feet, loud, and the Coliseum survived and still stood. It's an old stadium. So um, it's one of the greatest memories in the history of the USC-Notre Dame rivalry. One of the great memories for USC fans, Notre Dame fans, Eric Parsegan, Dan Devine, excuse me. No, 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 no. Uh, Dan Devine was 77. I think this was still Eric Parsegan, 74. Again, I'm seven years old. And I don't have it in front of me as far as the notes. Um, most consider that game to be the crown jewel in the shillelagh. But there's other pretty um, notable games that we can talk about. How about uh, 2002, right? 20 years later, it, there's, there's a similar feel in the air. Um, in 2002, USC led by Carson Palmer. He threw for 425 yards against Notre Dame, four touchdowns, and USC. Oh, by the way, they were uh, they were ranked number six at the time. Interesting, right? Um, they beat number seven Notre Dame, 44 to 13. That was the first of three straight games that USC knocked off the Irish by 31 points. Oh, and Carson won the Heisman. This would be a good time for USC to knock off Notre Dame by 31 points. It would be that win with a flourish. That common opponent between Ohio State and USC is Notre Dame. Ohio State beat Notre Dame 21 to 10. I think a convincing win by USC could sway the voters a little bit, especially at the end of the year, right? When Notre Dame is much better than they were at the beginning of the year. Uh, so that's one game, and I know I'm kind of conflating but with the playoffs, but 2002 was a great win for USC. I mean, it led to a Heisman Trophy. 
Um, how about 1996? The Irish Killer, Mark Cusano. Probably one of, if not my favorite game. It's it's in the top two, three. Um, USC was mired in a 13-game winless streak. There was a tie in 1994. So USC trails Notre Dame by 13 wins. Yeah, there's your difference. That streak. Well, in 1996, neither team was good. But this was Lou Holtz's final game against USC. And Mark Cusano knocked down the pass. It ended that freaking streak. Trojan fans rushed the field. I cried like a baby, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. That streak was over. And uh, it felt really damn good. Oh, by the way, USC won the following year as well in South Bend to make it two in a row. So, um, yeah, Mark Cusano, strong name, M-A-R-C. Much love for you. And, of course, I would be remiss. 2005, Bush push, Duff said. So, what games... Do you guys, Trojan fans, do you remember that you love, that you will take to your grave, that you want to talk about? Let me know on Twitter. Let me know on YouTube. Talk about it. Get involved. Bring that energy. It's USC Notre Dame. All right, guys. Big game this weekend. USC wins. Where are they going to be in next week's playoff? Stay tuned. Until then, everyone, USC fans, Trojan family, you know what to do.